Blog Talk Radio. This is the EWN Radio Network. Welcome to On the Record with your host, Astrum Lux Lucis. Welcome to another episode of On the Record. I am your host, Astrum Lux Lucis, and today we have the very lovely Paulina Logan in house to talk Hello. with her today. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, glad to have you. Thank you. It's good to be here. Well, let's uh, let's kind of dive right in. Um, you are a singer songwriter, and you've done a lot of work. You've got a, a nice little resume going on. Um, did you always want to be a singer songwriter? Let's go back to the beginning and kind of tell us, um, you know, what what vision did you have for yourself in your life? Like you, you know, like little kids are like, oh, when I grow up, yeah. I want to be you know, a fireman or whatever. And, you know, one day you woke up and said, I want to be a singer songwriter and, <laughs> and go down that crazy path of rejection. <laughs> yeah. So, oh yeah. That's so the fun what, part, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's when you know it's either, you know, a passion or it's a, a fleeting hobby, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. This is, this is a business where if you don't really want it, you get weeded out pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's not that you'll get weeded out for lack of talent. It's that right. you, your, your mind, you just can't take the, the constant rejection and it really gets to you. And you start taking it personally, you know, like, why didn't they take my call? And why aren't they taking my calls? I'm a nobody. And, you know, you, you internalize that and it's not good. So, um, right. but let's go back to the beginning for you. Like what? You know, how did you come to the realization that you wanted to be a singer-songwriter? Um, well, when I was a kid, I remember I just loved music. I mean, I literally would watch TV shows just because I loved the theme song. <laughs> and, like, if there was mm-hmm. a commercial jingle or something that came on, I would sing along. And I just had this weird passion for music. Um, no one in my family is musical, so it kind of came out of nowhere. Oh, wow. um, but when I was a kid, I was, like, obsessed with Mariah Carey, like, obsessed. I had, this was back in the day, I had all her cassette tapes, and I listened to them so much that I wore them out. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and I had this, you know, as eight or nine years old, I had this vision of myself as, like, a, like a pop diva, you know, wearing sequins and singing on a big stage. Um but as I got older, that sort of evolved a little bit, and I started to become a fan of more of the singer-songwriter type. Um, I discovered Jewel, and that was a major, major kind of turning point for me. And, and I thought, oh, wow, she, you know, she writes these gorgeous songs, and she plays guitar, and, you know, she just she creates this content, and then she performs it. And I just really liked the idea of having sort of control over everything that you create. Um, and so I started teaching myself guitar, which took a while. I was not a natural at it at all. <laughs> but as <laughs> soon as I learned three chords, I started writing songs. And, I mean, literally anybody can go from knowing nothing to knowing three chords and writing songs in, like, a couple hours. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's, 
it was really kind of magical. I was like, oh, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to uh, play guitar and, and write songs and perform them for people. So um, that was kind of moving into my late teens. That's when I started doing that, around like 1920. Um, uh, yeah, I was probably, yeah, I was like 19 or 20. Um, and it kind of just went from there, basically. I mean, once I started writing my own songs, that's when it, that's when it kind of started turning into a business and not so much just a dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did yeah. you, did you have any particular at that point, did you um, create like a vision for your career path and kind of, you know, maybe get in touch with a, a feeling or an emotion that you wanted to embody as you embarked on this path? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I've always been very much a daydreamer, so I've definitely just always felt like this is this is what I'm meant to do, and I don't exactly know how it's going to work, how it's going to come together, <laughs> but it's it's one of those things where if you're on the path, you just keep putting one foot in front of the other, and the path sort of reveals itself as you go. Like, you can't see the end of it when you're starting, but you can mm-hmm. usually see, you know, a foot ahead. And as long as you just keep taking each step, then the next step reveals itself at that point. So it's, it's you know, it's an interesting um, career. I mean, anyone who's an entrepreneur or runs a business, it's I think it's the same thing whether it's music or not. Um, you just have to sort of have faith in yourself and, and take, you know, one step at a time. Yeah, yeah. And are, were there, like, steps that you took along the way where, you know, you would, you you know, obviously in this business you come up with tons of roadblocks. Um, yes. <laughs> what do you do in those moments of, you know, rejection or roadblocks and, um, you know, self-doubt creeps in? What, do you, what are some things that you do to kind of move through that or get around that? Um, I think the best way to deal with rejection is to get a lot of it because the more uh, the more you get rejected, the easier it gets to deal with, honestly. Um, when I first started recording, I had an album, an EP, and just like some, some stuff, uh, some recorded songs, and I found um, a website where you could submit those songs to various opportunities. Um, and so that became, like, my job. Like, I was just submitting all day, every day, to everything possibly to fit. And, of course, the more things you submit to, the higher, the more rejection you're going to get. And so I got some really cool stuff out of that, but I also got tons and tons and tons of rejections. And it first kind of bothers you. It's like, well, I worked really hard on this, so I don't think want it. Um, but mm-hmm. after a while, you kind of toughen up a little bit, and you don't pick it personally anymore, and you're just like, okay, it wasn't a good fit. That's totally fine. Let's move on to the next one. Um, so that, honestly, that year or so of doing that really toughened me up to rejection, and it, I want to say it doesn't bother me anymore. I mean, sometimes it does, of course, but... Uh, in general, yeah. I feel like rejection is actually a good thing because it means that you're trying. Like, if you're not getting rejected, you're probably not trying very hard, honestly. Did you ever get feedback with that rejection? And if you did get the feedback, how did you take it? Because normally there's, like, that instant, like, F you, you know, like, who? what do you know? <laughs> so did you have any of that, or, or did they not – um, it was just a flat-out no, or how did that work? Well, I didn't really – I didn't feel, like, um, insulted by anything. Generally, when I would submit things, the people I was submitting them to usually knew what they were talking about. So mm-hmm. if they said, you know, this song isn't strong enough, 
uh, in its form. Like we, we wish, you know, if the course came in a little earlier, we would like it more. Um, so I'm like, okay, that's totally fine. That's their opinion. And maybe they're right. I don't know. I, <laughs> there's not much I can do about it now, but, uh, you know, you can definitely, um, take the comments and take the criticism. And I think that anytime you get any sort of criticism, just sort of look at it and think, well, do they have a point? And if they do have a point, then you can learn from it. And that's great. And if they don't have a point, then you can just, you know, okay, well, that's their opinion. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, and sometimes just thinking that is is kind of like um, you really have to sort of trick your mind into you know, – because, you know, us artists, we take things very personally to begin with because it's like we're sure. – our songs are our babies and we're putting our babies out there and you're telling us we have an ugly baby. You know, <laughs> yeah, we think exactly. it's the most beautiful baby <laughs> in the world, you know. And and so, yeah, you really have to get your mind around – it's just their opinion – Right, you know what absolutely. to say about opinions, you know, <laughs> even yeah. though they may have a, a high up position, you know, wherever they are, it's still their opinion, you know, and exactly. if, if somebody was an absolute expert in this industry of, you know, then they'd be the, everybody would be going to them, but everybody's just got yeah. their opinions, so yeah, it's exactly. good to, yeah, good to keep a, a positive frame of mind around all that. Oh, definitely. That's the only way to survive, I think, is you've got to stay positive and grateful for everything. Yeah. So did you have, um, you know, as you kind of, you're talking about putting one foot in front of the other and taking steps and stuff, mm -hmm. did you ever, like, sit down and formulate kind of a plan, like, this week I'm going to do this, next week I'm going to do this, maybe, like, and how far out did you go with that, and kind of what did that look like for you, or did you just kind of wake up each day and sort of wing it each day? I definitely have my, I'm a list maker, so I definitely have my, like, to-do list, um, sort of for the day, for the week. Um, sometimes fear and procrastination get the best of me, and I don't get everything done, mm -hmm. but I definitely am a planner. I like to plan out, you know, how I'm going to um, approach something. So, like, uh, right now I'm in the very, very, very early stages of a new record, so there's all kinds of things to think about and plan for and decide on. Um, and it's, yeah, I think that, uh, I think being, trying to be as organized as possible um, really helps when you're working on these big projects. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah I think it's, it's always good to have, like, a vision for what exactly you want to end up with. Yeah. And and for your vision, is your vision more of a um an actual thing? Like I, I, this is my vision to finish this album or is it more of kind of like an experience like because I'm experiencing this, I'm going to create this album and it's going to be this. Ooh, that's a good question. Um again, it's more it's more achievement-oriented, like, okay, I want to finish writing these songs, and then I want to, you know, make a choice of which songs I want to record, and, and then I want to contact a producer, and, and it's very, like, type A, like, what's the next step to, to make happen? Because uh, what I'm finding is that sometimes if you, um, if you get inside of a, a vision that is an actual emotion or a feeling or a state that you want to embody that everything else kind of unfolds around that. And yes, you'll have your little benchmarks and, and goals and achievement levels, but kind of the, en the end result of the vision is more of an experience. I like that concept. I'm going to work yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. 
Um, yeah. So, so how long now have you been doing this now, since 2007 or earlier? Um, a, a little bit earlier. I recorded, I recorded in the studio for the first time in 2002. Um, I guess technically it's an EP, but in my mind it was like a demo. Um, mm-hmm. So I I found a great producer and he helped me uh, write a few songs and we recorded them. Um, so yeah, that was in 2002, and then I made a full length album in 2007. And uh, I I kind of feel like 2007 is really the like the starting point because that's that's when I had a, a stronger idea of what exactly I wanted. <laughs> Back in 2002, I had no clue, no idea. I was like, I want to be a singer, but I don't, like, what does that mean? I don't even know. <laughs> so I think by 2007, I had a stronger idea of what exactly it was that I wanted. Yeah. So how long it, was it until you saw, like, your first big um, sort of turning point milestone? Uh, a while. <laughs> I mean, in, in any kind of, uh, you know, creative career, you have to be patient. Um, things don't happen very quickly necessarily. Sometimes they do. You know, sometimes you'll create a song or a video or something, and it goes viral overnight, and then everybody knows who you are. Um, but that's fairly rare. I think that uh, mostly you do have to have patience, and you just have to create and put it out into the world with no expectation and that's mm-hmm. easier said than done but uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah I'm trying to think I started my main goal after making my first record in 2007 was I was really interested in uh, film and TV placements um, I mean the music industry is changing so fast and it seemed to yeah. me like most indie artists, a lot of their income comes from um, licenses and royalties and mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing. So it seemed to me like, well, getting your song in a TV show or a movie seems like that seems like a good you know avenue to be pursuing. So uh, that's what I started doing. And in two, oh, what was it? In two thousand nine, I started getting some little placements here and there. Um, and then a couple years after that, I started getting stuff that's actually on television. That was probably <laughs> the biggest, like, most exciting thing. I mean, nothing, so far nothing that actually uses the vocal in the song. I'm looking forward to that day happening. <laughs> um, but little, like, in, you know, like little instrumental pieces here and there. Um, so that's been really fun. And I've been learning all about ASCAP and royalty statements and how all that works. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would say that has been uh, one of my biggest uh, successes, what I want to be building on for the rest of my career. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. My theme for the year is Say Yes to Success. And guess what? Our annual International Conference and Business Expo that's coming up August 6th through the 9th, we're going to have not only a wonderful lineup of speakers and thought leaders like CNN's Soledad O'Brien or Matthew Knowles, the famous father of the famous Beyonce, and Gene Smart from Designing Women, but this year you are going to be part of the experience. This is one of, if not the only conference that will balance your experience between learning from the wisdom of great speakers to hands-on living it through laser coaching, journaling, and interacting and sharing with other conference attendees. Oh yeah, and we have the best party in town on Saturday night. 
dancing till you drop to one of the best bands in Dallas. Visit eWomenNetwork.com for details and how you can be part of this life-changing experience as you embrace your yes to success. Beautiful job, eWomen. And we're back on the record. And so are you working with someone who pitches to music supervisors for you now, or are you still doing it kind of by yourself? Or Oh, it's all me. It's all me. But I actually enjoy that part of it. Um, you know, as, as indie musicians, uh, we're kind of DIY. Like, we have to pretty much do everything ourselves unless we can afford to hire someone. So I'm my own publicist and manager and <laughs> like PR person. Um, but I actually kind of enjoy that. I like the marketing aspect of it. Um, I like finding, you know, filmmakers online and sending them an email and asking if they need any music for their movie. And probably 10% of the time they'll respond and say, yes, I do. <laughs> and I'll be like, well, here are some songs for you. And uh, then, you know, a year or two later, it comes out with my music in it. So that's, that's really exciting. Well, that's a pretty neat approach. So you just kind of surf online for filmmakers yeah. and then find them and, and, it's, uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing what you can get just by asking. And, yeah. you know, not, not everybody is going to say yes, but someone will. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Cause I, I, I like, I think of myself, like for me, the biggest thing is like, oh, they're not going to even, you know, they're going to totally throw my email away. They're going to like trash it, it's gone, who's this yeah. person, go away, you know, but, um, the, yeah, like you said, the music industry has changed a lot, and yeah. it is more of, um, and it's always been a relationship business, but now it's more, and people in the, you know, in the higher-ups in the industry are starting to realize that, um, you know, the, the gatekeepers are gone, yeah. and, you know, which is kind of cool, but maybe not for them, because... <laughs> Because now right. when, the phone, yeah. when the phone rings, they're answering it. And they're like, oh, my God, why did I answer this? But um, Yeah, it's, it's definitely changing. Like um, one of my most exciting placements was I had a, mo- a song in a movie on Lifetime. So it aired on TV multiple times. It still airs occasionally. And the only reason it happened was because I had sent music to a director, which she used in a web series. And then a couple years later, she was like, I just finished directing this movie, and we need songs. Can I use your song? And I was like, yes, of course you can. And at that point, I don't think they had any distribution. And um, a few months later, uh, they said, oh, we got a distribution with Lifetime, so it's, it's going to be on television. I was like, oh, awesome, okay. <laughs> wow, cool. Did you end up staying in touch with her after you did the, the original thing with her? Or, like, how did she you know, remember you a couple years later? Um, I don't know, well, just we're like Facebook buddies and, you know, all that. okay. so that's where social networking comes in, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, a good, it's yeah. a good way to keep in touch with people and, and uh, you know, you can chat about random things. You can let them know you have new songs out. So I'm totally into Twitter and everything. So I think that's, for me, that's important. And, you know, some people don't like it, and that's totally fine. Um, but for me, I really like it, so... Let's check that song out. Here's Devil's Got My Soul by Paulina Logan, featured in Lifetime's Taken for Ransom. Devil's got my soul. 
take on on social media and how it um, how it can serve your career because I know Facebook's made some changes over the years and they keep changing how pages operate and it seems like currently right now pages are pretty much useless unless you're like you know Mariah Carey (laughs) yeah yeah I have not really figured out the whole pages thing I mean I have one and I post on it sometimes but it always says like, oh, seven people saw this. I'm like, whoa, yeah. where is, how do, how do I, I don't know. It's a little confusing. Um, I really love Twitter because it's very, I mean, so many people are on Twitter. There are music supervisors on Twitter. There are casting directors and agents and filmmakers. I mean, everyone's on Twitter and you can reach them directly. So mm-hmm. I think it's really worth um, the chance to just, you know, contact them and say, hey, I'm a fan of your work. I'd love to work with you sometime. I write songs. If you ever need songs, let me know. And, you know, you can easily send them a link to your website or, you know, wherever your songs are streaming. And, um, and you know, most of the time they ignore it. That's fine. But occasionally they'll respond be like, oh, I really dig this. Um, I'd love to work with you sometime. Let's, you know, let's figure it out. So, I would say to people, don't be scared to try. Don't be scared to ask because if you never try and you never ask, nothing will ever happen. So you have to like be brave for a couple minutes while you write out your tweet and hit send. What do you, how do you feel about the, the changing climate in the music industry? Because now, you know, the, the, the walls have kind of been torn down, but now there's a lot of clutter. You know, you've got just, sure. you know, like you, like you said earlier, anybody can pick up guitar and learn three chords and boom, you're a songwriter, but that doesn't mean that you're a really good songwriter, but people kind of, you know, get delusioned, and then they start putting stuff out there, and it kind of clogs up everything and makes, you know, the talent of people harder to break through, so it's kind of like it's done a good thing, but then it's not, you know, what are your thoughts on it? Um, Yeah, I think it's a good thing. I think that, you know, so many people are passionate about music, and that's great, And I think that if you want to make music and be a musician, be a songwriter, be a singer, if that's what you're passionate about, then do it. And um, not everyone is, like, 
awesome when they start out. You know, you have to get practice and experience. And um, I just, I think it's great. I mean, yes, there's a lot of musicians out there, but there's a lot of really good stuff. And I think it's really fun to discover an artist or band that, you know, you probably wouldn't have heard of except for one little happenstance thing. Um, and you hear their song somewhere, and now they're like your favorite band, or it's your favorite song now. So I think that with the internet, with the way that people get music and make music, um, I think it's I think it's all really good. How where do you go to, to discover new music? Um, honestly, the last couple of my like favorite artists, favorite songs, have been in. I've heard stuff in in movie trailers. You know, you're just sitting you're sitting in the theater and a trailer comes on and I'm always like, What is that song? That is a great song and then I'll go home and like Google the lyrics and try to find out who it was. Nice. I think there's an app for that, Shazam or something. Oh, I need I've heard of that, but I haven't used it. That would be perfect. Yeah, yeah there you go. You can just sit there and Shazam it in the theater. Cool. Yeah. So have you ever found yourself kind of, you know, chasing your tail, going around in circles? doing the same thing over and over again and wondering why nothing different's happening. And if you have like, what, what was your kind of like wake up moment? Aha, what am I doing here? And, and did something different? Yes. I do that like all the time. <laughs> like, um, yeah. I, um, yeah. Sometimes it's like you try something and it doesn't work and you try it again and it doesn't work and you try it again and it doesn't work and you're not really sure is my approach wrong, or is it just, like, not the right time? And so you wonder, should I keep trying this way? Should I try something different? <laughs> um, and honestly, I think as long as you're trying in some way, you're doing good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to change your approach a little bit. Um, but I think as long as you're, you're trying to accomplish something, you're trying to get something done, um, I think as long as you're being proactive, that's the key. When some challenges or obstacles arise, how did you, how do you get around those? And, and what were some of those challenges and obstacles? Um, yeah, I mean, in this career, you're going to have a lot of challenges and obstacles. And I think that they show up because um, if you're not really into it for the passion of music, you're going to give up because it's too hard otherwise. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, it's like, you know, they say when someone wants to be an actor, they say, look, if you can do anything else, do that. And if you have to be mm -hmm. an actor, then be an actor. But if there's anything else you'd be happy doing, go do that instead. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's the same. It's the same for music. And the reason people say that is because it is so hard. Um, you don't, you know, get on a bus and, and arrive in L.A. and get discovered and become a star. Like, that's just not how it works. It's just like any other job. You work, you try, um, and stuff comes up that's frustrating and, and disappointments happen and it's really all about getting through that and I think that the best way to get through that is to remember why you're doing it in the first place so if you're pursuing an artistic career because you want to be famous and have everybody love you um, that doesn't really feed your need to keep going when it gets hard but mm -hmm. um, and that's fine like Whatever your reason is, that's fine, but just realize that maybe things are going to take a turn somewhere. Um, but if, if your reason is you just love music or you just love to act or, or you just have that passion for, for expressing yourself in that way, um, if you can remember why you got into it in the first place, that can kind of feed your soul 
during the really difficult times. Are you a native Californian or did you move to LA after kind of discovering I, I want to be a songwriter? I, <laughs> I am a native Californian. I was born in Bakersfield, which is okay. um, a couple hours north of LA. Although growing up, I only went to LA like once or twice, and it was to do very like Hollywood touristy things. <laughs> um, um, and then I moved in middle school up to Northern California and lived there for a very long time. And I've actually, and then I moved. To, I've actually moved to LA a couple times. <laughs> That's how hard it is. Like you come out here and it gets really hard, and you give up and you go back home, <laughs> and then you sort of like try try it again. <laughs> so I've moved. Um, I've moved to LA twice. Um, but yeah, yeah, California native. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, you know, you talked about how you, you wear all the hats. You're the manager, the PR person, the marketer, the radio promoter and, and all this stuff. How do you keep a balance between all of that and being creative and you're just your life in general, social life and, and all that? How does, how does balance look for you? Um, well, it's not always easy, but I do think it's important. Um, some people just work all the time, all day long. They work, 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 and then they get burnt out. And um, I've definitely experienced that and decided I didn't want to experience it again. So I try to keep a really good balance. And one thing that helps is that I have a lot of other interests. Um, so I love music. I love acting. Um, especially lately, I've been getting into voice acting. And I love that stuff. Um, but I also, you know, I also love to binge watch things on Netflix. And I also love to hang out with my family <laughs> and, you know, find new vegan restaurants to go to with my friends. And um, I love to read. That's probably my, I mean, if I could get paid to read books, that's what I'd be doing. That's my favorite thing. Um, <laughs> so, you know, hanging out with my dog. Like, there's, there's a lot of things that I love to do um, just as much as music. So that, that helps me kind of divvy up my time so that I can try to, try to get to all those things within a day, within a week. Yeah. Good. That's good. Yeah. Um, what is the hardest lesson that you've had to learn so far, and how do you think that shaped where you are now? Um, let's see. I'd say uh, the hardest lesson I've learned is that not everyone is going to be kind and supportive. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, most people are. I mean, I've found that, you know, in, in the circles that I've been running in, people are very um, encouraging and supportive and generous. But every now and then you'll find somebody who, you know, thought they were going to grow up to be massively famous and it didn't happen. And now they're bitter and they try to, you know, cut down your dreams to make themselves feel better. <laughs> um, it, you know, they're out there. And I think that um, they have a lesson to teach you. And, uh, the, the, you know, you got to just kind of, you know, wish them the best and send them on their way and don't take anything that they say to you personally. Uh, I think that's the key. Um, and just to really try to make sure that the people that uh, you're around support you and, uh, you know, encourage you and think that what you're doing is great and just keep going. That's, that's the key, I think. Yeah. Does your family support you? Do you have support from your mom yeah. and dad and all that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my parents are awesome. They, they've been really, really supportive. Um, I'm sure I would have given up uh, without without their support. They, they always, you know, come to my shows and 
they always, uh, yeah, they're, they, they, they always say that I'm so great. And I'm like, oh, you have to say that because of my parents. But, you know, <laughs> it's, I know, I know some people don't have that. And so I'm really, really grateful that um, I have parents who, you know, when their kid says that they want to be a singer, they're like, all right, do it. Go for it. I would, yeah. that would scare a lot of parents, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah, but they're very, very supportive. I am really lucky. That's awesome. Is your mom like keeping a scrapbook and all that? <laughs> uh, all of my all of my CDs and like if I get songs on compilation records or anything, they're all framed like up in the hallway. <laughs> nice, like little yeah. gold records. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> nice. We'll be right back on the record. Whether you are in business for yourself and you're a startup or you're a big company and you've been around for a while or if you're just an individual that needs a website, you have probably already learned it can be pretty crazy and stressful to make a website that meets the demands of today's consumer. From hard to use site builders to expensive web developer costs, here at For the King, our basic custom web design and hosting starts at just $37. You heard us right, a fully custom site for $37. Head to our website at www.forthking.co. Once again, that's www.forthking.co. And we're back on the record. How do you define success? What does success mean for you? And do you feel like you've achieved success? Um, I feel like I've achieved small successes. Um, I definitely feel like I have a very long way to go before I can kind of relax. Although I don't know if you ever really find a point in your career where you can just relax. Because I've certainly heard, you know, very famous, very successful, A-list, um, you know, celebrities, performers who still talk about, you know, worrying that they're not going to get another job or, or they're going to be out of work or everyone's going to discover that they don't have any talent. Um, so I don't know if you really get to a point where you feel like you're successful. Um, I think success is basically having the freedom to do what you want. Um, and and success is being able to say, I want to make a record this year, and then being able to do it. Um, so, I mean, I feel like I'm I'm trying to get there. I don't know if I'm quite there yet. <laughs> what are some of the successes you feel that you've had so far? Um, I see TV and film placements since that's where most of my energy has gone to. Um, whenever that works out, I feel successful. Um, having you know having that life the song in the Lifetime movie was a big deal for me. Um, I have a song in a movie that's like streaming on Netflix. I think that's really cool. And I got to see it in a movie theater. So I got to like sit in a movie theater and, and watch the movie and hear my song play. Um, that's, those kinds of successes just make me so inspired and excited. And they kind of, you know, propel me to like, keep going. Let's get another one. Let's get another one. And just, just keep going and uh, keep trying. And you've also got a song that was one of your first TV placements, which is called Write You Ass Song, and it was featured on MTV's Teen Mom. So let's take a listen to that. Here's Paulina Logan with Write You Ass Song. Yeah. 
shows too do you perform live i do occasionally i haven't i was a few years ago i was performing pretty often um the last couple years i've kind of just been busy with other things um last year i did four plays right in a row and so that kind of took up all of my uh evenings because there's you know so much rehearsal involved in in theater 
so I wasn't doing uh, many shows, and now I kind of feel like I'm out of practice. Like I have to relearn all of my songs now. <laughs> so that's that's sort of where I am. Where I'm hoping later this year or early next year to start doing more shows. But yeah, I literally have to like remember all my songs. Basically, I have to like reteach them to myself. Yeah, yeah. How did you move into the world of acting? Um. Oh, that's a good question. How did I? Uh, I always wanted to be an actor, but that was a very secret dream. Like, I didn't want to tell anybody. Um, and I basically just, that you know, acting, pursuing acting and pursuing music are very, very similar because you, you're, you are your own, you have to be a business person. You have to be your own agent. You have to be your own manager. Um, you have to be your own marketing team. Um, but basically, uh, to be an actor in L.A., you just get headshots and start auditioning. So that's what I did. And uh, I, I did a few um, things on camera and some theater and uh, kind of decided that I love, love, love acting, but I don't love being on camera. <laughs> it's very stressful. Um, so, so I'm moving into voice acting now. So my dream is to, you know, do cartoons and, and uh, stuff like that, animated voices. Did you do any kind of acting coaching or work with somebody before going to your first audition, or did you just kind of go to an audition and wing it? I mean, I, I'm uh, totally, I don't actually, even know anything about that world. Oh, yeah. I actually remember my first L.A. audition because they were look, the character that they were casting was a singer, and she played guitar. So I just uh. went because I thought, oh, well, I don't, I don't think they even had me read anything. They just had me play a song. I was like, okay, this is in my comfort zone, so let's just try it. Um, and it went great. And, I mean, I didn't book it, but it went really well. I felt good about it. And uh, so after that, I started taking acting classes. And I had done some theater in school, so I had, like, a, a very basic um, knowledge of stuff. But I started taking some acting classes in L.A., different kinds, like improv and on-camera and commercial and all those things. Um, and now I'm very into uh, voice acting classes, which is really fun. How did you find the, the acting classes? Like, were they definitely helpful, or did they, yeah, they you know? Yeah, well, you know? every box in Los Angeles has an acting school on it. So uh, <laughs> you can, you know, you can ask people that are actors and ask where they study and um, Google, I'm on Google all day long. If Every time I want to know something, I Google it. So you can just Google, like, acting classes in North Hollywood or acting classes Burbank or wherever you are. Um, and just, uh, uh, it's really important with acting to find a coach that you, um, that you feel comfortable with. And, uh, yeah, I mean, one great thing about acting classes is they're kind of like therapy. I mean, I think the better you get as an actor... <laughs> Um, the the more yourself you are as a person, hmm. they kind of parallel. They, I've noticed that all of my blocks that I have as an actor are the same blocks that I have in my personal life. So you kind of work on one, and the other one improves too. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So it's kind of kind of like um, in acting, you're kind of you know, forcing yourself to break through your barriers. And then when you do, yeah. it affects your personal life. Exactly. Cool. Maybe I should start getting into acting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. And it kind of uses, it uses very similar muscles as music. So they're, you know, they both let you express yourself 
um, in slightly different ways. I mean, they're sort of different industries, but um, they require kind of the same muscles, basically. Where did you find your um, the the casting calls? Is there like a list that you're on, or you just look them up in the paper, online, yeah. Google? <laughs> it's so funny because the first time I came to LA. I was like, okay, I'm here. I want to be an actor. And I had no idea what to do. Like, I literally just sat in my apartment like, what? I don't know. What am I supposed to do now? I just had no idea. Um, but uh, the second time I came to L.A., I was a little more prepared. And basically, yeah, there are websites um, that casting directors put out casting calls on, and you just upload all your information and uh, submit. And if they think you look like a good fit, they'll call you in for an audition. So I use, it's like Actors Access is a big one, LA Casting, um, Now Casting. I think those are kind of the three main ones. And it's great because you just can go, you know, you just log in and you look up something that you might fit for and you submit. And then hopefully uh, you get a call for an audition, which is always exciting. Huh, cool. Right. Yeah. So um, what do you think is the hardest lesson you've had to learn so far? Um, just that, you know, and nothing necessarily comes easy. <laughs> nothing will just sort of necessarily, like, fall into your lap the way you sort of might daydream that it might. Um, there's a lot of work. There's a lot of work involved and a lot of time involved, and you have to be patient and, and proactive, and uh, you have to... You have to try. You have to put yourself out there and, and out, you know, you have to go out of your comfort zone occasionally, which is really hard for me. But that's where the big opportunities come from is if you can sort of step out of your comfort zone and, and, uh, and look for opportunities there and then say yes to them. Um, I think that's how your career gets bigger. Are you go, do you go to a lot of networking events and stuff like that? Do they have those? Um, because I'm really shy, and I never, like, know what to say to anybody. <laughs> you just <laughs> so go there I and stand think, in the corner? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's like a school dance, basically. Um, <laughs> so, I, I mean, I've been to a few, but usually, like, with a friend, and I just let them do all the talking. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think if you are, you know, an outgoing person, then that is a great place to um, to meet people and make connections, but if you're like me and that just sounds horrifying, then it's not it's not necessarily so great. That's why I like Twitter and the internet so much, is because you can do that same networking, but you know you're just like in your room on your computer. Yeah, yeah, in your underwear, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no one's judging um, your outfit or anything. <laughs> right, exactly. You don't have to put makeup on, get ready, all right. that. You know? Exactly. That's what's great about voice acting, too. You don't have to get yeah, all Yeah, really, up. right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So where you're at, if you had to do it all over again, what's the one thing you'd do differently, or is there anything that you would do differently at all? Maybe not. Um, I would, oh gosh, if I could go back in time, I would probably tell myself to be a little braver, because there. I'm sure there have been many, many opportunities that I have either turned down or not noticed or, or something just because I was too scared. Um, so I would say, yeah, if, if I could go back in time, I would try to convince myself to be a little braver in this moment and a little braver in that moment and just, you know, try this and just see what happens. And because uh, that's, that's kind of where 
you know, the miracles happen. It's when you get out of your comfort zone and you say yes to an opportunity. Um, and that's just, I don't know, that's just always been really hard for me. And I, like, I, I consciously recognize that. But, uh, but, yeah, that's still something that I am working on for sure. Yeah. So you're currently, you, do you apply that sort of advice to yourself now moving forward when you come to a situation and, you know, yeah. maybe you feel a little fear coming up and you're like, you yeah. know, anyhow, you know. <laughs> yeah. And what really helps me is um, that sometimes you only have to be brave for like 30 seconds, like just, just long enough to like send an email or, you know, make a phone call. Like, you just have to be brave for a short amount of time because otherwise it kind of feels overwhelming. So if you just break it down into, like, okay, I just have to be really brave for, like, two minutes and then it will be done, um, I, I think that helps a lot. In this business, you, like, always are contacting people that you're intimidated by. Like, they're, oh, they're mm-hmm. this fancy producer. Why would they want to work with me? And you just have to be brave for just a moment to ask them, and then you can be scared again. But, like, you have to be brave long enough to hit the send button on the email. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I find myself in my emails, like, I can read them, like, a hundred times over before I hit send. Me too. Every word's <laughs> got to be perfect and, you know. Yes. And, uh, I'm doing like a cut and paste email and I'm like checking it. Do I have like the right name yes. in there? <laughs> Emails take me forever because I'm like obsessing over, okay, I didn't misspell anything. I didn't leave a word out. And then like I spelled their name right. Okay. Like I always have to be really, really like I get totally perfectionist about that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do that with composing tweets? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> And, like, if I have a typo in a tweet, I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's only 140 and characters. And fix it and repost it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, typo in that last one. <laughs> exactly. I can't just let it go. I have to fix it and redo it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. <laughs> what, do you have, what do you have coming up for yourself? Um... Well, I'm I'm very focused on voice acting right now. Um, I've been doing a lot of classes and a lot of studying, and I'm working on contacting agents, which is scary and exciting. Um, I'm also doing a little bit of theater auditioning, which, again, is scary but exciting. (laughs) And um, I am, you know, I'm, like, thinking about my next record and how I want it to sound and what I want it to be like and who I want to work with on it. Um, so yeah, those are kind of the, uh, the main, the main things. We'll be right back on the record. Do you like to travel? Would you like to travel more frequently? How about even having your own personal travel agent, including having 24 seven access to a very user-friendly website to book your travel as well. Look no further than Discount Travel Vacation. Robert Hernandez Jr. is a certified travel consultant and can help you with any of your travel needs. Anything from travel transportation by air, train, or car through well-known companies you have probably used at some time in your life. Also, pages and pages of hotels to choose from that you would normally stay at. The differences in booking your travel with Discount Travel Vacation is the one-on-one care you get from having your own personal travel agent to the very engaging website to book your travel through, to the many discounts you will have access to. There are also lots of other travel options to choose from, such as vacation packages and cruises. 
Do not delay. Check out his site today. DiscountTravel.Paycation.com And we're back on the record. What are the processes you go about for selecting a producer? Um, that's a good question. I feel like I've worked with a few different producers, and I've had really great experiences with all of them. And I feel like it, it's sort of magical. Like the right person just sort of shows up at the right time. I don't, I don't know how that works, but... But yeah, looking, gosh, looking back at it, I really feel like I just have always sort of worked with, with the right person at the right time, and it, it just kind of happened. It just sort of unfolded that way. Well, did you contact them, or how did you end up meeting them in, initially? Yeah. Um, let me think. Let's see. The, the first one, um, I worked with a really great, she's an artist as well as a producer, um, Jilly Moon, and I think I just found her online, and I was looking over her website, and I was really impressed and inspired by everything she was doing. And I found her website that she was also producing other artists' albums, and I was like, oh, maybe, maybe she would produce an album for me. So I literally just, you know, wrote her an email, and the and and that's exactly what happened. And then um, another time, I was listening to um, a record from an indie artist, and I really liked his sound and. I found out who his producer was, and I just wrote to him, and that, so that worked out for the next one. And I don't know, it just I feel like a lot comes from asking, you know, just ask. And the worst someone can say is no, and then that's fine, you just move on, but maybe they'll say yes. So, yeah, it's, it's really just been sort of magical that way. Is there any final words of wisdom you would like to bestow upon our listeners? I would say always listen to your instincts because your gut will tell you if something's not right or if something is right. And every time I have I have made a mistake or I thought, oh, I wish I hadn't done that, it's been because I was going against what my gut was telling me. So, um, yeah, I think that as long as you are really clear and honest and follow your instincts, uh, you just you can't go wrong. See the light of day Some kind of story 
Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. My theme for the year is Say Yes to Success. And guess what? Our annual International Conference and Business Expo that's coming up August 6th through the 9th, we're going to have not only a wonderful lineup of speakers and thought leaders like CNN's Soledad O'Brien or Matthew Knowles, the famous father of the famous Beyonce, and Gene Smart from Designing Women, but this year you are going to be part of the experience. This is one of, if not the only conference that will balance your experience between learning from the wisdom of great speakers to hands-on living it through laser coaching, journaling, and interacting and sharing with other conference attendees. Oh yeah, and we have the best party in town on Saturday night, dancing till you drop to one of the best bands in Dallas. Visit eWomenNetwork.com for details and how you can be part of this life-changing experience as you...